Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie Ann Hobayan. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Here we go. All right. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa Inverse. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you are finding a moment to find some beauty in anything big or anything small, just to be present, to fill your body, and to appreciate the beauty of just being alive. So let's take an inhale together. Inhale and exhale. Mm, so good. All right, my friends. So I have a guest today on the show. I will introduce her by telling you that she is a poet, activist, stargazer, and author of this amazing book called Bodega. Love it. Um, and it received the 2020 Minnesota Book Award. So it's very fancy with its award. And it was named a finalist for the Kate Tufts Discovery Award. Now, for those of you who are not literary people, this is a big freaking deal like big, big, big deal. And when I heard that you were a finalist for that, I was like, oh my God, yes. Um, so she was born in Korea, but raised in New York and ventured off to the Bay Area, which I also love, and is now living in Minneapolis. She's the um, teaching artist with the Minnesota Prison Writing Workshop, which is amazing, and is co-founder of Poetry Asylum with Sun Young Shin. So let's welcome to the show, Suha. Woo! <laughs> I wish I had like the so audience sound effect for you. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you're able to be on the show. Um, it's it's been be a here. it's been a, a work in progress yes. with crazy schedules <laughs> and pandemic living and stuff. But I'm just really glad that you um, that you're here now, and I'm yeah. so excited to see what comes forward in our conversation. Um, so to kick it off, we have the gift by Hafez. It has a lot of dog ears in here. So hopefully we'll go to one that's less used. Okay. <laughs> but let's let's listen in for the roulette. Okay. Oh, all right. This one's called Dividing God. The moon starts singing when everyone is asleep. And the planets throw a bright robe around their shoulders and whirl up close to her side. Once I asked the moon. Why do you and your sweet friends not perform so romantically like that to a larger crowd? And the whole sky chorus resounded. The admission price to hear the lofty minstrels speak of love is affordable only to those who have not exhausted themselves, dividing God all day and thus need rest. The thrilled tavern fiddlers who are perched on the roof do not want their notes to intrude upon the ears where an accountant lives with a sharp pencil, keeping score of words another in their great sorrow or sad anger may have once said to you. Hafez knows the sun will stand as your, as your best man and whistle when you have found the courage to marry forgiveness, when you have found the courage to marry love. Beautiful. Oh my God, I love that. I love yeah. that. So what, um, a lot going on in that poem so yeah, there is a lot going you, on I was like wow yeah yeah I'm like do you want me to read it over again um do you want me to read it again yes actually time? that would be great yeah 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 we got time mm -hmm. dividing God 
The moon starts singing when everyone is asleep and the planets throw a bright robe around their shoulders and whirl up close to her side. Once I asked the moon, why do you and your sweet friends not perform so romantically like that to a larger crowd? And the whole sky chorus resounded. The admission price to hear the lofty minstrel speak of love is affordable only to those who have not exhausted themselves dividing God all day and thus needing rest. The thrilled tavern fiddlers who are perched on the roof do not want their notes to intrude upon the ears where an accountant lives with a sharp pencil keeping score of words another in their great sorrow or sad anger may have once said to you. Hafez knows the sun will stand as your best man and whistle when you have found the courage to marry forgiveness, when you have found the courage to marry love. Mm. Deep. <laughs> so what deep. is, what's jumping out at you initially? What are you oh. noticing or feeling? I guess this, I, I mean, the, the line, just the title and the, and the line about dividing God, um, mm. it's just really powerful. Um, and just the intimacy with, I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I, um, I've been taking a class, an online class this past year, which has really kept me grounded um, during the pandemic and, and all the uh, uprising and protests here in Minneapolis. Um, I started taking an online ancient Hellenistic astrology class, uh, yeah. and we actually just finished our first year. Um, and so I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the moon <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, our relationship with I mean, all the planets, really, but um, the moon is the, is the most, um, uh, you know, it, 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 it represents or symbolizes the inner self, the, mm. um, the emotional self, uh, the private self, like what we keep mm. hidden from the outside world. And, you know, the, the moon um, is, is the most, you know, it fluctuates the most. I mean, it goes through the different phases and then it returns and, you know, and then it kind of empties out and then it full, fills back up with light and then it empties out again. And so just that poem, I don't know, it's just, it's been like, it kind of has me thinking about um, just my experience with this class this past year and um, just thinking about sort of zooming out um, and just, um, you know, the cosmicness of, of yeah. existence. Uh, and I think, you know, what's, there's just so much going on in the world right now. Um, mm-hmm. So much suffering and violence and, um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just, um, you know, it, it's, it was a weird juxtaposition because actually the class started, I think like a week or two after George Floyd was murdered. Oh. Um, and I actually was thinking about not taking the class because there was just so much going on here and um, I felt so unsettled. Um, but I had a friend who just kind of urged me to, to, to take it because since I had already signed up for it. And it actually was really helpful because it let me, allowed me to kind of think beyond what was happening, mm. sort of the, the material plane, the physical plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, just thinking about deep time and um, just the cosmos has been really, uh, I don't know if I could say helpful, but it's, it's just been really um, 
nourishing, I guess, uh, in its own way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, just that poem has just, I, 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 for me though, it's one of those things where I, I, I need to sit with a poem for a while sometimes. Yeah. And I need to yeah. like look at it. I can't, I mean, I, yeah. I, I love listening to it, but I, I would need to see it on the page as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just, just, I love the images and, and like just the accountant, uh, <laughs> yeah. like counting words, you know, cause you know, right. you think like it would be numbers, but it's actually right. about language and um, just the, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I would have to read that poem again. Um, yeah, yeah, again, it is. But, it is pretty deep. It is pretty yeah. deep. and it was dense. I mean, there was a lot of different sort of things happening. Um, the tavern, yeah. you know, and then yeah, the, and then he always uh, has a tavern in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, I like the style. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I and I'm I'm actually starting the second year in the course uh, next mm. month. Um, mm. and so I'm I'll be deepening that sort of practice and yeah. Yeah. Um, by the end of that, hope to be certified, uh, mm. and and I'll be able to do um, natal charts for friends and and who I don't know if I'll have clients or anything like that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely been um, you know it's helped me uh, sort of get out of my head, my um, you know the human ego, mm -hmm. um, thinking just more broadly about karma and um and just sort of the divine intelligence that sort of pulls everything together you know yeah. um it's just been really and I it's hard for me to articulate and I'm because I'm still sort of processing everything and I think mm -hmm. that it's going to be a lot of that perhaps in my second book that I'm you know so, sort of starting to piece together um in my head and um yeah, I mean, because I used to, you know, really struggle with the idea of spirituality. Um, mm. I grew up in a pretty, uh, like, religious home. Uh, my parents were Presbyterian mm. Christians um, and had other family members that were, you know, really devout Christians. And um, I always, when I, even as a young kid, I always sort of, I don't know, was skeptical about, about this one you know, book that held all these, you know, secrets and, and right, rule right. and rules, you know, and um, I just resisted that for a really long time. And um, I think my study of astrology right now has really broadened, because it's not about, I mean, you know, because it's not a religion. Um, it's it's actually right. more of learning a language of symbols and archetypes. Mm -hmm. and, uh, because spirit, you know, um, the one universe, everything doesn't speak to us in, you know, English or, you know, right, French right. or, or whatever, right, right. you know, it speaks <laughs> to us through symbols, um, mm -hmm. and energy and, yeah. you know, and resonance. And so, you know, I really struggled with, um, like identifying as a spiritual, spiritual person. Cause I think back mm. then I used to really equate it with like religion, you know, um, mm. sort of these, um, I mean, and, and, you know, of course, like astrology or anything of, of that um, ilk is, I mean, you know, it's also a construct. I mean, it's a human construct. We've, we've sort of, but I think with, with language, it's really just um, an attempt to um, decipher patterns and, and, and record yeah. patterns. Um, whereas with certain religions, it's like, this is the right way and that's the wrong right. way. And if you're right. wrong, you are going to hell and 
um, you know, all these bad things are going to happen to you unless you follow these yeah. rules. And, um, yeah. and if you don't follow these rules, then you're excluded and you're, you know, you're a bad person. And right. so I really had a hard time um, accepting those things. And even, but something, you know, always, I was, I was always um, wanting to connect to, I think, something larger um, mm. or the divine, but I just didn't have, um, the language or the tools and so yeah. when I did come across, and, and you know I think we all start I, I want to say we as you know to assume your listeners or or um whoever is uh you know is into astrology at any point but um for me it was kind of like I was into pop astrology you know just for fun like yeah yeah. you know, small talk at parties kind of thing right right did um, you see your horoscope today yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well and actually I was talking about this um last night with some friends but um uh you know I, I actually didn't believe in it for a really long time because my mm. one of my first jobs it, when I was living in New York was to work for I was working for this newspaper syndicate mm. um and I was an assistant to someone you know an editor or something and I think I my one of my promotions was to um edit a weekly horoscope a syndicated horoscope so basically you know this woman it wasn't Oh, I was like, was it Rob Bresney? <laughs> no, I don't even remember her name. Um, and it, you know, and it showed up in like hundreds of small town papers across the mm. year. Um, and she was a terrible writer, you know, and oh. the, the stuff would come in and I wouldn't even understand what she was trying to say. So I ended up rewriting a lot of these horoscopes to make sense. Right. Yeah. Um, like in one sentence, she would actually like contradict herself. And so I'd be like, well, which is it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, Right. So I ended up having to fix all that. And so in that process, I was like, well, this is all just made up because if I can mm. change it, who's mm. to say that everything else out there isn't made up? You know what I mean? And so, so you were giving people the wrong horoscope? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> and I feel really bad about that now, you know? Uh, <laughs> but um, so, I, you know, and I think back then I was very connected to the, the rational brain, like mm. the idea of being logical and rational. Oh, yeah. Um, and th the older I'm getting, I'm realizing like, you know, to, to kind of loosen up, you know, and, and, and just not have answers sometimes and just to kind of feel through things. And, um, you know, this current iteration of, of, it, you know, my interest in astrology, you know, started with kind of the typical like love interest, you know, like, oh, there are these common patterns. What does this mean? Like, you know, this is what, maybe this is why I like this person so much. Um, and then, and then I, I, and then I just became more curious, you know, like I started seeing all these symbols and I was like, well, what is, what does this represent? Like, why is this there? And why is that over there? And what does that mean? And, um, I, and then I sort of fell into a rabbit hole. Um, uh, I started watching a bunch of YouTube videos uh, you know, and then I just started reading some random books and, um, and then I actually found my teacher on YouTube. Um, and now I'm, you know, started taking his class, but yeah, I think just this idea of, um, and then, so once I started understanding what the symbols meant and then looking at other charts and seeing how, um, you know, like how sort of accurate these charts were, um, the symbols were being, you know, uh, the way that, you know, the symbols were representing themselves um, or showing up, 
I don't know. It just, it kind of just all clicked in my head. And I was like, yeah, there is something mm -hmm. just, I don't know, connecting all of us. And, and yeah. I, um, and I think for me, I need, because I was so connected to the rational brain that to, to be able to see the patterns and to see that play out um, was really useful instead of just being like, oh, let's, you know, nothing about, you know, no, you know, no shade about, you know, burning sage and, and, and doing all that stuff. Like, I mean, I have all that, you know, I, I'm really into crystals now and I have, um, welcome, welcome. Yeah, I have like 30 tarot card, you know, Oracle and tarot cards and I do readings for myself all the time, but, nice. um, but you know, it, it was, it took a while for me to, uh, and it's actually in my chart that I would, this would be the, the past, nice. you know what I mean? Nice. Like that it would, I would be, um, I would need to kind of go through many years of, of struggling basically, uh, with, with this idea of spirituality. Um, but now mm. I just feel so much, I don't know, lighter, like my soul feels, um, like this weight has been lifted. This like uncertainty, yeah. you know, yeah. and I used to be really, I think I used to like kind of, I don't know, um, revel in, in the darkness a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you used to just mm -hmm. be like, well, there's no God. There's no, there's no, this means nothing. You know, I was like a nihilist for a while. And, and then, but now I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I can't prove it, but I just feel it. And, yeah. and yeah. I don't need you to, you know, I don't need to prove it to anyone else. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's one of those right. things that I, I, I fully know now in my soul um, and so I don't know. I just I do feel much happier uh, yes. than I have in a really long time, and um, and I can actually say, without being ironic or or anything like that, that I am a spiritual being, and I and I do believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, you know. And I th yes. I think the I think the the way that you know our current world is is sort of um operating is the opposite where people you know we think that we're humans having that could have a spiritual experience you know what I mean right. I think and right. I think it's actually the opposite yeah. Um, yeah and and knowing that now um in my soul I just yeah I, it, it kind of colors everything um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I definitely think that my next collection if it happens it'll be vastly different <laughs> from yeah. the first yeah um, yeah, and totally. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to I am too. you know explore more of that. Um, um, but we're not, I don't know. It's it's still kind of a work in progress. Um, of course. Yeah, but of I, course. I, but I really, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 really just happy with um, yeah, just where just my spiritual practice or uh, and you know, and it's I'm not perfect. I mean, you know. Yeah, and I, it, but that's the thing. It's like I think we, you know, the God that I'm, I'm speaking of, you know, there's no judgment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, right. oh, you had two glasses of wine, and therefore you're, you know, you're or, a bad person. Yeah, or you, you love this person, so you can't, you know, possibly know God's love or any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just find myself being more forgiving of myself mm -hmm. of others um and not um getting bogged down with you know a lot of the ego-based stuff too which I think 
sadly, you know, um, can can be an issue with, um, you know, any any specialty, I guess. But like in you know in in the literary world, um, I think that can be something that um, can be can be kind of harmful to the to the to the soul um, to be yeah. get attached to outcomes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or to be attached yeah. to or having, yeah, just having an agenda. Um, and I think yeah. for me now, it's just really about, um, you know, getting to know myself better mm -hmm. as a soul, and then yeah. just kind of emitting, I don't know, and just kind of then expressing that, expressing that outward. Yeah. And then, yeah. and, then, and yeah. then hoping that, you know, my, my light hits someone else's light, you know what I mean? And yeah. That, that yeah. We can sort of connect through that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a really um, powerful year, I think, even though there's, it's been, you know, it's been difficult, obviously, with um, being isolated and, um, and the pandemic. But I also have, because I think I'm learning, you know, uh, well, first you learn, you know, you, I think with astrology, it's um, learning about your chart first, and then, mm -hmm. and then understanding what that means, sort of on a more of a global scale, or like, not a global, but like, um, again, zooming out and it's not just like, cause my teacher, you know, one of his things is you, we are not our charts. You know what I mean? It's right, the, right. the chart is, is sort of a snapshot of mm -hmm. the sky at the time of your birth. But again, you know, we have free will, right. uh, and, and we're all just, you know, um, you know, it's not like, oh, because this snapshot exists, like that you have no agency in this life. Right. So, right. um, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. So, uh, the, the, so, but in, you know, the, the beginning though, was when I was trying to like find out more about myself. Um, it's, it was really, um, cathartic too, because, you know, a lot of the, the, the things that I held, um, inside thinking, mm -hmm. oh, this is wrong with me, or I didn't achieve this because of this, or. Yeah. you know, all the, all the sort of self-loathing things that we do to each other or ourselves, um, it sort of faded away because I was able to, again, see the patterns or symbols that, um, I don't know, it just was there. And yeah. I was mm -hmm. able to be like, oh, it was, I'm not a, I'm not just this like, you know, I don't know. I, this person who has to achieve X, Y, and Z. Right. right? And, or, beca yeah. or because I didn't achieve X, Y, and Z, something is deficient. Right. Or right. Know. right. And, um, you know, because in some ways I, you know, I felt like I was being, a, I was a huge disappointment to my family, you know, as a, uh, you know, like Korean parents were like, definitely like, we want you to go to an Ivy League. And, oh, yeah. I know, know that very, story. <laughs> very this person and have, you know, X number of children and, you know, have like a 401k and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I have none of those mm -hmm. things. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I published Bodega when I turned 45. So, you know, sort of late. Yeah. Late in, in, According to the literary right. standards. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, there were like my twenties and thirties were spent sort of aimlessly searching for meaning and um you know and seeing seeing that kind of play out in the chart was really just 
so powerful because it was just mm. like, oh, I wasn't just this like failure or I wasn't just, you know, it was all kind of intended. My, my path, my karmic path yeah. was to kind of go through that journey so yeah. that I could come out on the other side, a stronger yeah. person. Yeah. And, um, and we all have our own journeys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and timelines and, and so, um, and it's, I think it's been useful for me too, as, as a teacher, um, you know, to, to, to be able to sort of, um, just under, you know, just to have more empathy for mm. everyone else. Cause you know, we're all having our own journeys, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And so to compare is it's pointless, you know what I mean? Right. And, right. Yeah. And so, um, and I used to, you know, I think because I was raised to like, you know, achieve certain things and I was being compared to other, you know, friends, kids, and, you know, it doesn't sound like an Asian family at all. No, not at all. Right. (laughs) No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's, I don't know. It's again, it's just been really liberating. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of stepping into my witchery later in life and I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. give me all the yeah. crystals. Give me all the yes. Yes. Oh my God. That's why you're on this show. <laughs> I know. Just, I was, it was just incidental that you're a poet too. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, can I ask you, so how long yeah. have you been sort of, you know, cause you're, you're amazing. I mean, you're like yoga oh, teacher you. and you're a poet, your mom. And I don't know, have you always been sort of a spiritual? No, guru, my path is very, or? No, my path, first of all, no guru, <laughs> but um, my path has been very similar to yours in terms of like approaching this, this sort of like feeling good in my own body, in my own skin, owning who I am and being who I am. I, I arrived at that a little later, later, whatever that is in life. Um, so I want to say uh, I enter, like I was, I've been doing spiritual practices at least through books since 2003, okay. but I never made the yoga connection to mm-hmm. spirituality because the yoga that I took was always like physical exercise, you know? Oh, yeah, and then like- I would find my way through like the gyms and I find my way to the studio and I'm like, oh, there's a spiritual aspect to yoga, you know? <laughs> but my That's spiritual inquiry and my journey has, I wanna say started, it started around 2003. But what's interesting, as you were talking, there were a lot of parallels in our lives where I grew up super Catholic, you know, Filipino, like Mm -hmm, Catholic mm -hmm. to the like hilt and same sort of um, dogma of like, here's the good road and here's the bad road. Here's the sinner, go to confession, you know, the whole thing. And then you layer the Asian thing on it where it's like, you need to achieve if you get anything less than an A, it's an F you know, um, B plus right. is an F, man. Right. <laughs> a minus is an F, you know? Right. Right. Um, so then when I, when I finally came to, um, yoga teacher training in 2016, 2016, oh, wow. that's when it, yeah, that's when everything went shoot. And so like my, um, for, you know, we're going to talk spiritual language. My evolution has happened rather quickly, um, in, in that regard, because I had been doing the spiritual work through books and with a friend of mine who lives in Oakland. Um, but I never made that connection into like evolving and becoming the, the spirit soul, having a human experience until the last, you know, five, six years. It's interesting. So. Cause I think that's kind of, we're very similar timelines. Cause when I started, um, you know, going to that sort of rabbit hole with astrology started around for me, I think like 2017. So like, you know, yeah. a little bit, but yeah. like, and then, you know, yeah, just um, 
and I, 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 you know, I watch other sort of um, spiritual based videos on YouTube, um, light workers, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And uh, they, you know, there just seems to be a lot of uh, more, um, I don't know, more people talking about spirituality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a huge awakening. Yeah. Awakening. Collective. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and just yeah. kind of the co- expansion of consciousness um, and yeah. like heart, yeah. you know, heart openings and yeah. all yeah. that stuff. And so it's, I, I I'm, I'm excited. Um, I am too. I'm yeah. like, Oh, my people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's hard too, you know, cause you know, and then you like, you know, watch the news or um, yeah. Yeah. you know, anything like that. And it just seems like they're, but then, you know, I think that's part of the awakening too is is you know the resistance of the of the shadows you know energies um trying to kind of um block block the sort of the expansion of consciousness Um, yeah it's that resistance to change and and exactly exactly. so i wanted to ask you how are you moving through the world with this sort of straddling of the spiritual like love and light which we know is not the full picture um, and the, you know, the shit of the world, you know, yeah. like how do you, how do you be in the world with both of those happening? That's a really good question, Leslie. And, um, I don't, I, you know, it's day by day. Um, yeah. and I, I, cause I think, um, you know, what, as, as you, as we become more sort of spiritually aware, you know, I think all we can do is just be in the moment, in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, you know, things are constantly, I mean, change is inevitable. Like that's the one thing yeah. that is certain, you know? And so, um, oh, and I should say that I, right before the pandemic, um, over the, the sort of Christmas, new year, um, holiday 2019 to 2020, I went on a 10 day silent meditation retreat. Uh, it was my first time ever doing yeah. that. And, uh, I was always curious, you know, um, and, uh, I, you know, signed up and was waitlisted and I just thought, Oh, not gonna, not gonna get off the waitlist. So I guess I'm off the hook, you know? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of weeks before the, the retreat, I got, you know, I got off the waitlist and it's like, you're going to be, you're, you're, invited. And you're like, Oh no. And I was, I was like, Oh crap. Like, now I'm gonna have to go and wake up at four in the morning. And, you know, it was just one of those things like, oh, no, what am I gonna do? Anyway, so I did a, a, a card reading, you know, like an mm. oracle. I was like, well, the cards will tell me what to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I meditated for a little while. And I, uh, and I, you know, before I went to the retreat, I mean, the most I could meditate was for like, 1015 minutes or something. And I'd be like, wow, that was a really good. That was good. Um, All right. And so I did a card reading and literally the first card that popped out of my Oracle deck, it was a, it's the shaman Oracle deck, uh, was, um, Holy mountain (laughs) was the card. And it basically, when I read it in the book, it was basically like, you need to go to, you know, to find a, go to the mountain. Yeah. Basically go to the Holy mountain. And it was just so clear. And then the rest of the cards that came out, what basically was basically like, stupid go like go um so I was like more cards do you need to pull (laughs) yeah so I was like that's it you know I the message is clear and so um I went and I I struggled you know I think Mm. eight days out of ten I was like you know what am I doing you know I mean Mm. we were I mean meditating for like 10 hours a day and um and 
they're really smart they take your car keys <laughs> they take like your all your stuff from the, yeah. the beginning so uh -huh. i was like how am i gonna break into that room where they have all our stuff <laughs> how am i gonna get my car keys so i can get the oh hell out of here oh my uh, god and it wasn't until Great. like day eight that i it, you know and it and it was literally like i would say like 20 seconds where i felt totally mm. dissolved you know mm. um and it's the um um Vipassana retreat. It was uh, the Vipassana. Yeah, yeah oh and, and then we have, the, and then e each evening there's we watch a, a video of um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. I mean he's passed, but he was the um, Guenka, uh, S N Guenka is is was mm. his, and um, you know, and they and he taught you know his teachings. It was basically like, um, and and the word that he kept repeating was um. Anicca, Anicca, and it's you know, and it's just basically change, change, mm. um, and it it kind of that that chanting has sort of stayed with me, and you know, so I think how I get through it is just I just sort of breathe and just realize, okay, all all we have is the present moment, and there's nothing I can do to change the past, and. Right. And how I can change the future is is how I am in this present moment. And so, yeah. you know, some days it's hard, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, like just right now. I mean, there's just so much happening in um, around the world, and just you know, uh, and so you know, yeah. It's just it's it's one of those things where I think. The only way that I feel like I can get through and just um, extend, you know, ex extend more light to the world is just to be a loving person in the moment, and mm -hmm. yeah, and just just sit with, just try to sit with love, um, and um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my answer. I mean, I, I it's it's yeah. like a really hard question because. Some days I, I feel like, oh man, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have the love, uh, yeah. or I don't have enough energy. Um, but then, and then that moment passes, you know, and mm -hmm. then something, then something fun happens, or you know, I, I, yeah. I, I read something awesome, and um, and then I try to come back to that present moment of like, okay, this is what we have right now. Um, but yeah, it's a struggle. I mean, it's and and I think you know, I think part of the spiritual life is 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 sitting with that sort of you know with sitting with sitting with the light but also the darkness and um mm -hmm. and trying to sort of balance the two and the polarities and um so yeah i don't know it's hard it's yeah. hard it's hard i mean it's hard to not get sucked into like into the ego right into into being like well we have to do something you know like we got to go out there and do something and like yeah, we can do something, but then to, to not put pressure on ourselves to go beyond our means, you know, cause sometimes right. people want to like change the world, but at what expense at the expense of their own health, like that doesn't help anybody. Right. So it, it really is about being present in the now. All right. Where am I at now? And what can I offer? You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm thinking about what's going on in Palestine right now. Yeah. I'm thinking about India right now, you know, and exactly. it's like, okay, I don't have a lot of money. So you know, maybe I can donate a few dollars to all the all the organizations that are doing the, the frontline work, you know, on the ground. But can I be okay with that being enough? 
you know, because sometimes, you know, overachieving Asian me is like, no, you got to do more, right? you know, and right. it's the doing, doing, doing that, um, that, that sucks the ego into like, yes, let's go do that. And right. it takes a lot of um, presence to, to be okay with being and just yeah. be like, okay, I'm here. And this yep. is, this is what I can do. And this is where I'm at. Right, right. So, so yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I think, um, one of those things that's happening a lot though is like I'm having like ideas and then it just that's the, yeah. I guess that's part of the now is like oh I, I just totally forgot what I was gonna say um <laughs> okay. yeah um well it'll come back. uh helps so. uh we'll see <laughs> yeah it'll come back and if it does just interrupt but okay. I um yeah I I wanted to to then sort of look at this existence that we have right we're having the human experience we are aware of our spiritual nature. How are you bringing both of those into your work now? Because I know that you know you, you're you're alluding to potentially a second book, but we're not even going to talk about books. We're just going to talk yeah. about like the practice of writing poems. And so, what are you noticing in your in your poems now as you're writing? If you're even writing poems, like maybe you're writing essays for all I know. Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, 2020 was not kind to my writing practice. Uh, mm. I didn't write. Um, well, just a lot of us didn't. Yeah, I mean, just broadly speaking, I mean, even before the pandemic, I I'm not a disciplined writer. I mm. you know I have friends who get up at five every morning, make their coffee, and it's like they have those two hours, you know, and they it's like they have this like regimented thing and I, I'm so envious of that, but I, um, I've never been that kind of person or, I mean, not just a writer, just any, you know, in, in anything. In anything. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of like, well, whatever, we'll see what happens today. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I have to sort of be inspired. And so it, you know, yeah. not some days I just, I'm not inspired to do it. But I also, yeah. I mean, I also, I'm, I subscribe to the notion that writing isn't just about actually like putting words to paper. Um, right. it's, it's, you know, observing, it's daydreaming, mm -hmm. it's reading, mm -hmm. uh, it's watching movies, listening to music, you know, yeah. Like yeah. staring at my dog and, you know, like any of those things, you know. Um, and so I feel like I'm working on stuff all the time in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind yeah. of um, absorbing things. Um, and uh and so when I do write I feel like okay like I'm sort of synthesizing all the things that yeah. I've been you know um gathering right yeah and uh so I do feel like 2020 you know in terms of like actual output was bad <laughs> there wasn't much yeah in terms of like what what did I produce but I do feel like I've absorbed a lot and mm. I observed a lot and um you know, and I think, again, you know, taking that astrology class was really helpful because I did have, I was like, you know, in study, like I was yeah. doing something that wasn't yeah. necessarily related to poetry. Right. Um, and, um, and so, I mean, I did write one essay that, um, uh, because I was, you know, contacted by J John Freeman, who's an editor, he used to be, he used to the editor at Lit Hub. Um, hmm. And he was putting together um, sort of these dispatches after George Floyd was murdered. Hmm. And so, um, and, you know, George, I live on the same street that George Floyd was murdered. Um, 
I'm on Chicago Avenue and it, um, wow. it happened a mile and a half um, north of here on the same mm. street. And, um, but that was the only essay that I wrote. And, uh, and it's only very recently, um, I started, I wrote a poem actually, uh, I was walking the dog uh, and there's like a, a creek near the, our house and um, it was frozen. I mean, this was like, you know, and it, it, I live in Minnesota. So like, you know, it was, it's been winter for a really long time. And yeah. so there was, you know, the, the creek was sort of frozen, but it was, it was thawing because, you know, it was, um, it was like maybe a month ago. And uh, I saw this like tiny little fish. It could have been a tadpole. I wasn't really sure, but it was like mm. right underneath the ice, but it was mm. you know, the, the, the creek was sort of thawing underneath the ice. I could see it moving and mm. come back to yeah. life, you know? And I was just like, just fixated. <sighs> Yeah. And I came home and I just ended up writing this really bizarre, strange poem about like existence. I don't know. And nice. um, And um, but it was, you know, titled like what I saw at the frozen creek. Like that was that's the the title. And um, and so, you know, that's a poem that just kind of came out. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I so, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm that was it was it's it was something totally unexpected and, and unlike what I've, you know, I feel like Bodega is very, um, you know, there's some, there's some poems that I, I do kind of zoom out, but I think it was very much in about place in, you know, this urban spaces and like, um, the, you know, it was focusing on sort of the, the details of, of daily life, you know, and like, and, yeah. and um, yeah. whereas I think, the work that I'm kind of interested in now is, is, um, yeah, more astral. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, I was going to, I was going to say Bodega yeah. is like the old you. Yeah. And then whatever comes forth is going to be the new you, which is very I much so. like, well, what I'm hoping for, cause I'm going to, I know I said, I wasn't really going to talk about the book, but my favorite poem is graveyard shift. Yeah. Because that like feels the most, like, I was like, oh, there's magic in here. <laughs> Well, can I tell you, Leslie Ann, that's, that's really interesting you say that because so, um, you know, when I was working on the manuscript, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? The first book, it's like, what the heck is this? Right, right. So I started just writing. I just, you know, I was like, well, I'm just going to throw in the kitchen sink. It's going to yeah, all the stuff. So it, nice. got, it, it bloated to like, you know, 90 something pages. Uh, it was like five sections. I had, you know, all this stuff. And um, I through the publisher, uh, I was connected to Rick Barrett, who's this amazing poet, and he offered to talk to me about the manuscript uh, to give me some advice. And I was like, of course, please. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and when we spoke, he was basically like, well, you need to cut 30 pages immediately. Um, and Roger. yeah. And I was, well, first I was like, oh, man, uh. no way. Like, that was, those are my babies. Like, how do you want me to cut? But he was right. Um, and he actually was the one that told me to start with this poem and end with that poem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at first I was like, he's wrong because those two poems were buried like in the fourth section. And I thought they were not the strongest poems and they weren't at the time, but I was like, well, maybe, I, you know, maybe he's right. He is a master poet. So I'll just try it out. And so I did, and I ended up reshuffling some stuff and it was sort of like a dark night of the soul kind of nice edit you know it kind of yeah. was the big final edit and when I did that I realized I needed 
so the so the third poem, which is Immigrant's Elegy, had actually was the first poem for the collection for a really long time. And so mm. when he told me to start with Instant Scratch Off, I knew I needed like a, a second, I needed a, another poem in between yeah. the first and the third. And um, I had a version of Graveyard Shift, which was like really bad. And he was like, basically like cut that poem because it's not doing anything. And it was actually the last poem I wrote for the book mm -hmm. after it was already going to be published. You know what I mean? It was one of those things yeah. where I was like, uh, all the other poems had you know, been written long before and had been revised and all that stuff. But Graveyard Shift was one of the poems, was the last poem that was added. And mm. I feel like I could not have written that poem earlier because I hadn't been, I, my spiritual yeah. practice hadn't sort of developed yet. And yeah. I feel like that is my most spiritual. Yeah. Poem, you yeah. Know? And, um, and, uh, and it just actually, because, and then I was also uh, really into writing Absidarians at that time, just to kind of like as a writing prompt, just to yeah. get stuff on paper. And I noticed my old version of the poem, uh, the first three lines started with A, B, and C. And so Ooh. I was like, why don't I just try making this into an Absidarian and which is a, a form where for the list for your listeners who don't, who don't know the form it's basically um based on the alphabet and so yeah. you go from a to z and each line basically starts with the next letter of the alphabet and so yeah. um it was one of those things that just got kind of wrote itself in one sitting and Love it that. just kind of came out because I was delving into more spiritual stuff yeah. and um and I've, I always thought it was a little like I was like is this is this too weird like is it like to even tonally like is it like yeah. Yeah. out there because it's so, so different from all the other poems um but I was like and I showed it to a friend and he was like no I think I like it and so I was like okay I'm just gonna put it in there and yeah. um and it's just funny that a lot of actually a lot of people have connected to that poem in particular really yeah, oh, and it's just amazing. really interesting. It's really interesting to me because I'm like, oh, I don't think people know that it. it was literally the last poem I wrote for that yeah, book. Yeah, and it was like yeah. just like slid in there at the last minute. And, yeah, um, yeah. And I feel like that might be like a preview of like what's to come. Maybe. Yeah, I, I do have. I did write one recently where um, it's a little bit of a snarky poem. <laughs> so I, I don't love know. snarky poems. Yeah, I think. <laughs> next collection is going to be talking about some spiritual stuff but also it's going to be it's going to question things I think it, yeah. I'm, I'm and I think that's what poetry really good poetry does is mm -hmm. to ask because I don't think for me I've always been of the mindset that like we don't have any answers you know and I think right. I think it's the yeah. human it's our human flaw thinking our minds just you know we 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 um yeah, we think we we're always like you know on on sort of this quest to find more answers, and I and you know of course to some degree that's true, but I just think that that there are questions of of existence and the universe that we'll never know. We'll never right. know. Human, no. are we'll just never know, right? No, so our I brains cannot hold it. We can't hold it, and um and just some things aren't. There are no you know just we just the way things are. Just they're just not meant to be known. And so yeah. I find comfort in that, you know, and I think, uh, but with poetry, I think, you know, what we can do is to just 
pose questions and and try to approximate you know uh, to get to, to get as close as as we can to a possible not answer but you know it, just proximity an exploration exploration exactly exactly yeah um yeah. and i oh and I, now i remember what i was i forgot to say yes. before is that you know i think with um you know i was just asked this question recently you know if, if how how poetry and activism sort of work um mm. and you know for me i don't think of activism with the capital a you know i think i think mm. in in this sort of current situation like world climate you know we think oh you know um we have to be shouting from the rooftop and we have to you know right. be like on and those are all essential things for collective liberation i do, i do believe that but i think for me as a poet i, I believe in activism with a small a which mm. is you know just our daily process of of you know of, <laughs> of trying to wrangle language and and emotion and um and you know, it, it's, it could be the smallest things, you know, like how, yeah. how you talk to your children, how, you know, how I, you know, go about my day um, interacting with friends or, I mean, it can just be these little sort of minute actions, small actions yeah. and intentions yeah. that, that really, yeah. I think can change everything, you know? And yeah. I, so, so I, I do, I do think that, you know, Poetry is a form of activism, but I think it mm. doesn't necessarily have to be again with the capital A. I just right. think that we, um, the more we can do to expand consciousness and 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 love, and yeah. and light, I think that's mm -hmm. what for me what poetry is with in terms of you know how it can um, connect with activism. And um, so yeah, I just wanted to just put that out yeah. there. Yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad you you um, you brought that up because. I, I appreciate the difference between the capital A and the, and the small A because when you were you were talking about the small activism, I'm thinking about how the word active is in there, right? Right, exactly. And so activism doesn't have to necessarily be like a political action. Right, it can be something like showing kindness to somebody in a moment. You know, like you're at the store or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, and so those small moments those small actions having that ripple effect yes um that builds over time i really appreciate that and and how poetry can can be that for people even if we don't see that result if we're right. like writing something and we share it with the world we don't know what effect that's going to have on people um, right. right but if our intention is there for you know inviting people for more exploration and and being curious about who they are i mean exactly then we've we've done our job exactly exactly well, just yeah. gonna pat myself on the back <laughs> exactly and you know and i think you too like uh you know even if it's just one reader one person that connects with right. it that's mm -hmm. you know that's so beautiful and um yeah. powerful yeah. and yeah. um and and you know again I think for me too it's like poetry is a is music it's it's resonance um, and you know I think that's what love is too um, mm, is, mm -hmm. is 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 at the end I I do believe you know it's like we're all just kind of these like frequencies of 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 love and you know yeah. and and so I think you know that's why I think music is such a universal language you know mm, like mm -hmm. across humanity right like we can yeah connect to to songs and i think you know 
with poetry, it's, you know, it's a little bit more specific because it's written in a particular language, but I think, you know, when it's read by someone who can connect with the language is it's, it, it is, it is resonance, it's song. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of power in that. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love that. I love that. So speaking of poetry and mm -hmm. resonance and frequency and love, do you have um, a poem that you want to share with the listeners to close our episode? Hey, well, maybe I'll just read Graveyard Shift then. Uh, Whoa, is, well, is that too whatever. long? Is that no. too long? No? Okay. We don't, we don't have a time constraint, but okay. I, you know, I'm going to, yeah, because we were talking about it, listeners yeah. would be like, what's this poem you guys are talking about? Sure. Yeah. So I'll just read that. Um, to, okay. Great. Leslie, and thank you so much for having yes. me. And oh, it, God, what I a love lovely it. chat. And um, I don't know if it was uh, helpful to anyone, but um, it was really yeah, fun. You never know, right? Never it's just know. about fun for me. So no, I, this was definitely I fun, had fun for good, me good. as well. So thank you so much. Um, and mm -hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll finish with Graveyard Shift. <clears throat> graveyard Shift. Alchemy at the indecent hour. Nothing is what it seems. By the by, matchbooks from nameless dives emerge as diminutive epiphanies. Cat calls, customary in a city that never sleeps. Desires braid fury. Each flint is a key to a would-be flame. Flourish of smoke escapes like ribbons pirouetting. Gilded by vanities of youth, when sleep seems vulgar, ego flirts with inevitability, the underbelly. Horror, a carnival mirror, marbled human distortions. Instead, imbibe the medicine that we are divine beings worthy of serendipity, peace at the very least. Jesus, Buddha, Allah, Shiva, Gaia, magical bloom, etc. We pray to the same source, the cosmic undertow. Knowing, they say, is half the battle, but when will we practice what we preach? Leave it to us to fashion diurnal disasters. Matter of fact, nothing here is solid, not our rickety bones, nor our mortgaged homes. Oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, carbon. We are the stuff of magma, star seeds. Perhaps in sleep, we can render ourselves sacred. Quell the notion that some are destined to suffer while others revel in riches. Remember, abundance is found within. Some call it a kind of very similitude to subsist without pleasure. Simple pat on the shoulder or a half-hearted embrace when the body rings electric. To know the depths of loneliness, rub two sticks together at the bottom of a murky basin for a spark that may never happen. Unearth the map of storied constellations. Vibe the unknown. Wager that fear is not our, own, is not our common dialect. Xenophobic tendencies only yield calamity. Yellow, black, brown, indigo, crystal, rainbow, such majestic frequencies. Zoom further out to commune with the moon before heralding our extinction. Mm, beautiful. 
thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you again. So, so one quick question before I yeah. close the episode, because I was like, oh my God, I have to know. I don't know yeah. if my listeners want to know, but what's your favorite crystal? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Gosh. Oh man. That's I know they're all going to get jealous if you pick one well, over the other, but <laughs> you know, I have, so I'm, I'm actually at my, so I love, I mean, I love them all, <laughs> but I, I actually, I love, um, fluorite. Ooh. I love fluorite. Ooh, love that um, one. I love like, uh, obsidian. Mm, My mm-hmm. friend gave me a really cool smoky quartz, Ooh. like wand. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I love Ooh. smoky quartz. I love the wand. Uh, yeah. And there's another smoke, smoky quartz that I have here. Nice. Oh. Um, I'm into the magic ones. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I also have this cool, I bought this, I remember I was on a trip and I was in Sedona and I got this like angel, <gasps> angel quartz. I don't know if you can see, but oh. it's like, yeah, it's like all like yeah, sticking up and yeah. And it's that's really beautiful. Just, it's like iridescent. It's like a th- you can, yeah. you can really see, I can't, you can't really see from this, but anyway, so, um, and then, oh, I have another smoky quartz, like. Ooh, that one's really smoky. Yeah. Look at that. Sorry, but, podcast listeners. You can't see it. You're going to have to go on oh, YouTube. <laughs> but yeah. I guess, so I guess, I guess I'll just have to say smoky quartz for now. Yeah. Um, awesome. Beautiful. I also have, yeah. And I have more fluorite. Like nice. Oh yeah. I love it. What's yours? I have so many, but, um, my favorite one of the moment is labradite. Um, oh my gosh. I love labradite. Here we go. I mm. love, Oh, I have a labradite. Oh, here. We're a bunch of nerds on the podcast yeah. showing our crystals. You guys can't see. <laughs> no, I really do love Labradite. It's just yeah, the way that the, it, like, it's just every angle. Way, like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new color, a new shade. Something's happening. It's a yeah. whole new galaxy within. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. So if you guys aren't crystal nerds, you guys are going to be one soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends. So we're going to wrap up the episode and close it as we always do. The divine light in me bows to the, the divine light in you. Until next time. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Healing is so necessary for women writers of color. Whether we know it or not, our traumas hold us back from expressing and becoming our truest selves. How can we be more present to this? How can we create new ways of understanding our hurts so that we can heal them and step into our life's purpose with radiance? Follow me on Instagram for messages of healing and support as you walk this journey that brings you home to yourself. Find me at this handle, at Yogi, S-U-R-Y-A-G-I-A-N-Y-O-G-I or visit my website to learn more at suryagian.com. Your best healed life starts now.